0: Good evening, Traveler, and welcome to the Penumbra. Take your seat, please. Take your seat. The junction lies just ahead, Traveler. If you'll allow me just a moment. (laughs) Well, next stop, Hyperion City. A month is a very long time to stake out, but Detective Steele is nothing if not dedicated to his job. And so he sits on a rooftop day after day, watching the Museum of Colonized History, waiting to see the gangster who is supposed to pay for a killing here, and absolutely nothing has happened. Until today. Suddenly the month of quiet has given way, and threats old and new are jumping out of every shadow. But when the metaphorical and literal Martian rain are both 90% acid, Detective Steele had better find cover and quickly. Our next stop... Juno Steel and the Stolen City.
1: If you get up early enough and you catch it in just the right light, Hyperion City can be sort of beautiful. The billboards backlit by the early morning light, the dew-spackled trash cans, the sunrise shadows cast by high scrapers and floating mansions. It's really something. And every time I see it, I wish I was dead. My name's Juno Steele. I'm a private eye, and I usually don't see any side of the city that comes earlier than noon, but lately I've been changing things up. Seeing a lot of sunrises. Drinking a lot of coffee. Saying no to old habits like sleep and... Now pretty much just sleep. Juno, status report. Oh, hey, Ramses. It's been a big three hours since 4 a.m. Got some real exciting stuff to catch you up on. Glad to
2: hear it. You've only been staking out for, what, a month?
1: (laughs) I'd been following a lead for weeks on someone who was trying to sabotage Ramses O'Flaherty. And it all pointed here. The Museum of Colonized History. So far on the outskirts of Hyperion City that the building's roof had to be rounded just to fit on the inside of the dome. Even here, the buildings were jammed tight enough together that you didn't have room to breathe. And it was at this museum, under the cover of all that sprawl, where I'd supposedly catch a one-eared woman doing some shady business. Which you'd think would be pretty exciting. It sounds exciting, doesn't it? But what it actually translates to is sitting on a rooftop from early morning to late night, watching a museum all day every day until you get so bored you wonder how hard you'd have to pull to take your toes off.
2: Are you listening? Do I need to get you a cybernetic ear to go along with that eye? I asked if you'd seen any sign of Yasmin Swift's employer yet.
1: Nope. But my foot fell asleep and I'm bored out of my goddamn mind. That's the status report. Now entertain me before I take the stir out of stir-crazy. Entertain you?
2: I suppose I'm already the city's clown. Why not be Juno Steeles, too?
1: Oh, come on. It's not that bad.
2: Not that bad. Would you like me to read this headline to you? Molly Chung, Uptown Bulletin. Opinion, Ramsey's O'Flaherty's campaign is as old and
1: stale as he is. That's just one... Liberian Chronicle. Study. Pilot Pereira's
2: increased funding to HCPD doubles prison population, halves crime rate. That study is just so incredibly inaccurate, by the way. The beacon treasurer insists O'Flaherty's budget won't
1: balance, quote, no matter what math says. Elysium times! Okay, okay, so it's pretty bad. (sighs) Explains how Pilot won so many damn elections, anyway. Takes a lot of skill to smear your opponent without getting your hands dirty. Oh,
2: their strategy is a lot more impressive than that. Everyone knows Pilot's a crook. But they've changed the conversation, so that's a plus. If we're going to live in a city full of cutthroats, the reasoning goes, we should at least have a cutthroat on our side, too. That's been their platform for years. The world doesn't play fair, so why should we?
1: Well, at least nobody's tried to kill you lately. Always be grateful for the little things, yes. I wouldn't
2: rest on those laurels just yet, though. Whoever this is, if they're after my campaign and not just me, their biggest strike will come at the 11th hour.
1: They still have four days before the election. Guess that means I don't get to leave this goddamn roof then. Which is fine, but I guess I just didn't know doing good would look so much like doing nothing.
2: In your physical therapy Uh, They must have given you stretches Or something like that
1: Yeah, well Doesn't mean I do them You
2: should It's not like you have anything better to do up there You could at least make use of the care I pay for I have to
1: protect my investment Yeah, I read about that CyberEye is hooked up to my nervous system So if my brain function stops, it stops That's a lot of creds down the drain I
2: didn't mean the Thea together for some time now do you know i truly hope that uh, by which i mean i hope you don't think that i merely think of you as uh,
1: well wait ramses hold that thought oh thank god i see someone down in the alley by the museum the woman with one ear the piranha she'd gotten away from me once and i wasn't going to forget that the piranha who nearly killed maya king the piranha who is all sharp teeth and a need to bite. If she was behind this, I thought that would explain the methods used to go after Ramsay so far. Roasting roller coasters and killer criminal consultants seem like the right kind of over-the-top for the mine that brought you the cat bomb. It took everything I had in me not to go down and get her right then. But sometimes you need bait. And sometimes that means leaving a piranha on the line in hopes you'll catch a whale. Well? What's she doing? Just waiting around, it looks like. But... Why? Hang on, a car just pulled up. Someone's leaning out. It's... Uh, uh, Ramses? Juno? You're not going to believe this. You and your build-ups. This had
2: better be worth it.
1: It's Mayor Pereira. Mayor Pilot Pereira is doing back-alley business with a killer, and I caught them red-handed. Well, that was worth it. Pilot Pereira, mayor of Hyperion City for four years running, was famous for their stiletto heels. They had a new pair in a new hideous color every week, and Pilot made killings off of them. Both in the literal sense, just ask Sal Barone, found floating in Mars' orbit with two of Pilot's heels jammed into his throat, and in the financial sense, like how for a year after every crime boss in Hyperion paid Pilot hand over fist for a pair like the one that killed Barone. Because Pilot Pereira didn't just organize crime. As mayor, they defined it. And if this was the whale the Piranha was going to bring in, hell, maybe her getting away had been a good thing after all. You've undergone the modifications to the Thea's rec mode, haven't you? Of course I have. I skipped physical therapy last week to do it. Thea, rec mode.
3: Rec mode activated. Two hours of video storage remaining.
1: That's more like it.
3: Error. Wireless uplink not found cannot transmit footage what kind of low-rent Please ideas you connect get Amelia flattery you think
2: of the say like your first car you know all these quirks will just be part of its character you'll connect to a physical uplink
1: later where the hell does that go
3: caution you don't want to know fine
1: fine just zoom in already
3: zooming in
1: damn it they're not even looking at each other it's like a junior high dance down there if i could just hear what they're saying
3: Suggestion? Would you like me to activate lip-reading protocol?
1: Uh, sure. If you got a minute.
3: Lip-reading protocol activated. Compiling approximations of voices based on throat movement, infrared analysis, and audio recordings on public record. Application complete. You're welcome.
4: Interested is definitely one word for it. It's not every day that an employee tries to become a business partner. So, how much is it going to cost for that information to become my personal property?
5: Oh, info's been free for years, Mayor Pereira. Information proliferates, see? Doubles, triples, and that don't cost a dime. So the price ain't on the info. That's a gift. The price is on me applying that info for you, and that's, well... That's gonna cost a little more than you got on hand, I'm thinking.
4: You'd be surprised how much I can get how quickly.
5: <laughs> this is worth more. Used right, this little legend could be worth more than the whole damn city, and it could fit just right into your next big move. I just want to get in on the ground floor, see? Nothing wrong with that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> I think you're a little confused about what's going on here.
1: Whoa. Ramsey's Mayor Pereira just pulled a gun on her, I, I think. It's just a bulge in their coat, but how long has that been there?
0: Uh-oh. What is
1: it now? Thea, zoom in. Big guy, brown jacket, standing under a lamppost. I think he might be watching me.
2: Of course. It makes sense that Pilot would have someone covering them.
1: Well, they'll have to wait. I still don't have what I need. Juno. You know? Thea, lip-reading again.
4: The payment's a gift. Either you're stepping away from this, or I'm pushing you off. Up to you, really.
5: Oh, scary Mayor Pereira, please don't. (laughs) I know you like to make inconvenient people disappear. That's why I've made myself as convenient as possible. A luxury you can't live without, see? Like air conditioning, or those grocery carts that push themselves.
4: (laughs) Just remember who works for who, okay? I've got the entire HCPD in my pocket. And that means I know how often little administrative mistakes happen. Real stupid things. Like, uh, putting someone in solitary and losing their papers. Shuffling someone into the life sentence pile when you meant to put them in the parking ticket pile. Little stuff. I get it. Play nice
5: or get off the court. Easy enough. So what's the plan?
4: When do we do the job? Preparations are all set. You'll be in there. Midnight.
1: Midnight tonight? Ramses, they're going to hit the Museum of Colonized History tonight. Ramses?
3: Caution. Your comms has been disconnected. What? Transmission interference detected.
1: You've got to be... kidding me. There was another person on the roof with me. They were over by the fire escape I'd used to climb up here hours ago. For a second, all I could do was wonder how the hell they'd gotten up from the street so fast. Until I realized it wasn't the same person I saw down there. Brown coat, sure, but where the other was broad shouldered and looked like somebody I might want to buy me a drink or two, this one was thinner, flightier, and more nervous. They were making a big point in not looking at me, scraping something off one shoe with the other, checking their watch, looking at the dome flickering overhead, trying to look casual? I think. There was a bulge in their coat that might have been a comms jammer or a gun. Or a whole lot of other unpleasant things.
3: Target is 50 feet away. Recommended course of action. Blaster fire.
1: You got real chatty after that update.
3: Target approaching.
1: I'm not going to shoot him, all right? Just keep translating what Pereira is saying. They're getting the good part and then I can get out of here.
4: All security in there has got a panic button for instant lockdown. But so long as you don't get seen, there's nothing wrong with a late night visit to the museum. So you've got the codex, huh? How many square miles does that thing cover?
5: The whole city. (laughs) That's a lot of information, pilot. If we get it.
4: When we get it. You have to visualize. You have to believe.
1: I couldn't help it. Hearing those footsteps, feeling my heart race, I glanced over my shoulder.
3: Target is 15 feet away.
1: The distance was bad, but it wasn't the distance that made my blood run cold. It was what I saw in their chest as they pulled their lapel back. Firearm detected. No, it wasn't that either. It was the thing right underneath the gun. A badge with the letters HCPD shining on it. And that was bad. Because to the dirty cops in the HCPD, so most of them, Pilot Pereira was their ringleader. If I threatened Pilot, the cops wouldn't bother with a the trial. They'd pretty much just go straight to the chair. Not the electric one. Just the one they'd shoot me in. The cob had stopped pretending not to see me now. They pulled the gun.
3: Freeze! Calculating distance to next rooftop.
6: If you're waiting for backup, you're not going to get it. I have this area checked. You're alone.
3: Nope. Not waiting for backup. Next rooftop is within jumping distance. Just stalling on this next part because I'm going to hate it. Bye.
6: Hey! Get back here! I said freeze!
3: For optimal timing, jump in three, two...
1: it was a beautiful flight it was a beautiful landing and just to finish the set the cop made a beautiful shot Uh,
6: uh, don't Wake up! I said wake up!
1: Wow, this alarm is annoying. You mind hitting snooze for me? Ow! Ow, okay, I'm up!
6: About time. And if you want to stay awake, you'll tell me what you know.
1: I don't want to stay awake. That's kind of what I just said.
6: What? Don't question my threats!
1: Wow, you got a lot of slaps in you, huh? It's pretty much your whole playbook for interrogations, or can I expect some surprises?
6: You want surprises, huh? (laughs) Hmm, get you some surprises!
1: I wanted them off me for a second so I could get my bearings. I was tied to a chair in a room with concrete walls, cold, damp air, tools hanging from hooks across from me. My first thought was medieval torture chamber. My correct thought, a few seconds later, was suburban basement. When the cop was on their way back, I got a look at the name on their uniform. L-T-L-O-O, it said. Lieutenant Lou. Never heard of him.
6: So, now that I'm prepared... Do I have to send a laser through your head, or are you going to tell me what I want to hear?
1: You're a natural born leader, and that eyeshadow looks great on you. What? Do y'all wear coats like that? Yours looks a little nicer than your buddies on the street, but I.
6: Coats? My buddy on the street? What are you talking about?
1: If you don't know, nothing. But. So, what were you doing on that roof, anyway? A funny place to take a walk.
6: I was gonna ask you the same thing.
1: Not very original of you.
6: It was my plan first. You're the one tied to the chair. Why am I answering the questions? I don't know. Why are you? Low self esteem and a natural tendency to follow orders. Oh, damn it! Ugh. Look. I know you were watching Mayor Pereira. What did you see?
1: No idea what you're talking about. Ow! Slaps? Again? You're holding a gun.
6: Shut up! Tell me what you saw! Ow! Quit it! Not till you tell me what you... That looks like a cybernetic eye. You didn't record anything, did you?
1: The hardest part of any interrogation is the balancing of information. Figuring out how much the other person knows, how much they want to know, how much you know, how much you can make them think you know, and most importantly, how little you can make them think you know.
6: So, did you?
1: Yeah, what's it to you? Since when is recording people without their permission been a crime? Send
6: me the footage, now.
1: Rather not.
6: Send me the footage, or I pull the trigger.
1: Not gonna help you any. Eyes work into my brain, that's how it does all these weird things like make me shoot faster and speed up my reflexes and give me this one dream over and over again where I'm falling into a giant birthday cake that has my mother's voice. You kill me, and all the data on it gets scrambled. Just
6: send me the- then? Love
1: to, once we get to the station. Why didn't you bring me to the station anyway? I mean, this is a nice basement, but still, how are the kids? The what? You've got half a dozen sand sleds up against the wall over there. I can tell at least three of your kids are little because one, those mittens are tiny and adorable, and two, all the left ones are missing.
6: Those aren't. I'm not.
1: Taking your dirty cop business into your home, huh? Pilot Pereira covers your boots in mud and you track it all inside?
6: Mayor Pereira? But I wasn't. The
1: hell are your kids gonna think of you, Lou? Embarrassing. A train wreck.
6: Oh! Damn it. Now look what you made me do!
1: You're a cop who breaks into people's basements for interrogations? What's wrong with you?
7: Lou, what the hell's going on down there? Uh, Captain Khan! I I I didn't mean!
1: Captain Khan?
7: Done questioning him yet? You show up at my apartment with someone in a damn duffel bag and then you wake the baby! Uh, oh no, 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 dog! No. God damn it! It's you!
1: Omar Khan was a good guy, and that's why he's one of the only cops in Hyperion City that I never wanted to deal with. The other ones, you could punch all you wanted and never feel bad about it, but Khan was clean. And that meant I had to play nice, or else... Nothing, okay? I just feel bad. I liked Khan. He was a good cop. He became captain of my old precinct after I left, and he'd really turn the place around. Or so I'd heard. And that meant the world was a better place with him in it. Or... Whatever. Yeah. Also probably worth saying that Khan didn't feel the same way about me.
7: Lou, you moron! You didn't tell me the nosy Nanette you brought in was Juno goddamn Steel! Am I supposed to know who this is? Oh,
1: right. You're new. Come on, Lou. Didn't anybody ever tell you that the first thing you're supposed to do at a new job is catch up on the old gossip?
7: We can't trust a goddamn word Steele here says! Didn't anyone tell you about the Hijikata case? The... What? Please? You got spaghetti in those ears, Lou? Don't they teach you curiosity in diaper school anymore? Captain Hichikata of the 151, our goddamn precinct. It was the case of the damn decade, and this walking pile of nitroglycerin decided we really to- you really
1: don't need to get into the details, thanks. We
7: can't trust him. Especially when it comes to taking down someone really big. Steals a glory pig, honor hound, whatever. Anyway, why is he here? You said this had something to do with our op?
1: Of course it does, Captain. I'm gonna help you take down somebody really big.
6: What?! Uh, he's telling the truth, Captain Khan. He... saw the meeting. And where the hell were you?! Seeing him! Seeing the meeting! Traffic was really bad, and I got a call I had to take, I'm sorry. God
7: damn it! After months, we finally get someone on the inside with Pereira just to get the details on this meeting, and you missed it because you were on the comms?! How the hell are we gonna pin them now?! You got another sting ready to go, Lou? Do you? In the next four goddamn days?!
1: So that's what all this is? A sting-to-catch pilot?
7: Of course it is! The hell do you think we are, some kind of sneaky sneak on the take-takers? No way! We're the good cops!
1: There are... only two of you. Of
7: course there are only two of us, blockhead! There are, I don't know, four or five at least. Captain, there are more than five. Well, I never counted, all right? Maybe you don't give two ding-dongs about doing the right thing, Steele, but some of us are busy trying to make the world a little better. We've been tailing Pereira for months, and I'm not going to let you get in my way.
1: Not planning on it, Captain.
7: Oh, that's nice. So, uh, did you see what they were talking about? Yeah. You want to tell us? No. I knew it! You weasel, you stink! You, uh,
6: mamanga!
1: Don't know what's got you so upset, Khan. I wasn't lying. I'm not going to stand in your way. I'm just not going to say anything unless I get to come along for the ride.
6: What? There might be one way around it, Captain. He said he recorded it all. On his... Eye. On his...
7: On his eye. Hmm. Hey, look at that. You didn't have that last time I saw you. Where'd you get it, Steel?
1: Left my real eye under my pillow, and the eyeball fairy drops it off.
7: Doing something illegal is my guess. For one of your usual business partners. Vallis, Vicky, Clark the Shark, Cecil, Kanagawa. Something that'll leave a trail, I'll bet.
1: You're close enough that your mustache is leaving a trail into my mouth, Con. Back off. Hmm...
7: Lieutenant? Yes, sir? I want as much data as you can get on everyone Steele's talked to for the past three weeks. Pull from security office data banks, private camera feeds, everything. How long did that take you? About two days, sir. Meanwhile, I want you to get Gorin to look into that eye. Make, model, most importantly, how to pull the data out of that damn thing. Tell her she has a day and a half. Yes, sir. Ha <laughs> you hear that, Steele? Oh, we got you this time. Either you tell us what you saw, or in two days, we'll know.
1: You know, Khan, I got a hand it to you. That's pretty impressive. Two days is fast. You bet
7: your booper it is. But
1: not fast enough to make it in time for Pereira's heist tonight.
7: What did he just say?
6: I think he said that Mayor Pereira's gang is going to do a heist tonight.
1: At midnight, specifically.
6: At midnight, specifically.
1: Yeah, yeah, I heard him. Poor Khan looked like a balloon with all the air let out. Or maybe just a balloon that was depressed. And that meant I was playing the interrogation game right. I'd given them just enough info to make them think I knew more, to make them want to work with me. And sure, I didn't actually know more, but so long as they didn't ask for anything else, that never had to be a problem.
7: No, 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 man. You know what? I don't buy it. You could have just made that up. Might not know a damn thing. Could have just made up some heist tonight to get us going. No, I think we're going to wait the two days. But thanks for the intel.
1: Well, so much for not a problem. But interrogation's like a high-stakes card game, and that means there are two ways to win. Either you actually get a good hand, or you bluff. Last card game I played like this, I wasn't the one bluffing. Wasn't alone, either. But no matter what I wanted, I was alone now, so I played my last card. And I bluffed. It's in the museum. Pilot told their gang to hit the Museum of Colonized History at midnight tonight, and I know what they're gonna steal.
7: Huh? Hmm. That's... specific. And if it's supposedly tonight, it's not like we'd have to wait long to find out if he's lying.
6: But the Museum of Colonized History is huge, Captain. If it's just the two of us, how can we be sure we're going to check the right part? Well, we're in the North Wing. The mayor's gang could be robbing the South Wing.
1: Captain, look, I know you've got a million reasons not to trust me on this. I know my reputation's not exactly sparkling, and one time I tried to steal classified evidence off your desk, and later that same day I handcuffed you to a car, which was very funny, but also very wrong, probably. Steal! And I know you probably have a million good reasons to take Pilot down, and I might only have one, but it's a pretty damn good one, so I just need to be there tonight. Okay?
6: Captain is close to the election, this might be our last chance. If we could just get one person from Mayor Pereira's gang to talk. All right, all
7: right, fine. I'll babysit the P.I. You happy? I'm happy. But listen up, Steele. When well, I've got the scent of something big, you better not get in my way. You try it, I'll show you just how scary Omar Khan can get. Got me?
6: Omar, we just got another one of those letters from the landlord. Do you want me to open it or... Damn it, Noor!
7: I told you I'm doing
2: business down here!
6: Oh, do you have some friends over? Did you ask them if they want some pasta? I said we're busy! Omar, what kind of a host are you? You drag them into the basement, let them make all this noise, wake the baby! Alright, fine!
7: Do either of you want pasta? No, thanks. I'm good. They don't want pasta! What? I said they don't want pasta! Are
1: you sure? Yeah, thanks, I'm all set. Actually,
7: I am a little hungry. Never mind! I'll come up and get two bowls in a minute, Nor! Thank you! I love you very much, and I'm glad we're working on our communication! (sighs) Alright. Alright. So, like I said, all business deal. You better get used to that. First, for folly. Then, you and I take a little trip to the museum.
1: In P.I. work, a real big lie is like a summer rainstorm. It comes on suddenly, it's really hard to get out from under, and it'll burn just all your skin off if you don't get dry quick. Summer's pretty rough on Mars. I told a whopper of a lie back in Khan's basement and I'd gotten soaked before we ever made it to the museum. All it took was nine words, said while Lou was driving us. So where in the
7: museum are they gonna hit?
1: I told you, Khan, if I say that, you got no reason to bring me.
7: Yeah, whatever. Keep your secrets if you want. I don't care. But the lieutenant at least needs to know which door to drop us off at.
1: The Museum of Colonized History is huge. Blocks and blocks of dome prototypes and early terraforming pods and the mummified remains of the first space colonist. If I picked a door at random, we'd miss the heist entirely and there went my lead. So what did I know? Not much. The Piranha shared some intel with Pilot but it wasn't enough on its own. There was something in here with information on it and Pilot wouldn't know how to read it without the Piranha. One of the last things I picked up before Lou zapped me was a word. Codex. Codex. A codex that covers the entire city. I had no idea what that meant. Not yet, except for one thing. There was one wing of the museum dedicated to things that covered the entire city. So, you better have something, Steel. Hall of Maps. West entrance should get us there. Come on, Lou, you better speed this thing up. We don't want to be late again.
6: I know, I know.
1: Lou dropped us off at the Hall of Maps at 1130. We crawled through the window and crept past walls covered with old paper and flickering diodes. Images of a thousand sprawling Marses measured and cut up and categorized. There were maps from throughout the ages, before the telescope, before the terraforming pod, before the transgalactic travel engine. It was beautiful, or whatever. But there was one thing that stuck out to me most of all. God, this place stinks. You get a
7: free pass to the wonders of human progress and all you can think about is the smell?
1: Yeah, basically. I hate that musty old hard drive stink. Just mold and motherboard termites.
7: It's history, dammit! These are the maps that invented space colonization.
1: Steele, you wouldn't be here without them. So that's a con. Got any pros? That's uh, not worth
7: talking to a punk about the unpunkable. You couldn't see the value of these maps if so they reached out and tickled your whiskers.
1: Anyway, why do you care? Aren't you from Earth? <clears throat> if you want history, Earth's got thousands of years on literally anywhere else. You don't have to travel 34 million miles to find history. People leave a mess everywhere they go. Sometimes a
7: place means more than just itself. It's an idea or a promise or... Something. And even if that promise doesn't get kept, it means you can go there and expect them to keep it. Demand they keep it.
1: You know what I mean? I... (laughs) I do, actually, but what promise... It's like with
7: my little mom. Made this curry lasagna every Tuesday for Big Mom. You do that long enough, it's like a promise, right? Gotta keep a promise or it goes bad. We're all just like egg noodles in the lasagna, skim milk in the sauce. Never should have thrown out that recipe.
1: And hey, just like that, I lost you. Found someone else, though. Hide. Hide he is
4: clear. Moving on target.
1: You get a good look at him? It's pitch black in here, Con. Of course I didn't get a good look at him.
3: May I suggest night vision mode?
1: Yet. Did not get a good look yet. Will in a second. Come on, follow them.
3: Night vision mode activated.
1: Looks like they're armed and... It's hard to make anything else out from this far away. Gun sounds
3: like a good reason to stay far away to me.
1: Unless they're one of the gang's lookouts, then we can't risk losing them.
7: No, Alright, then I guess we'll just stay far away from close up.
1: Wait, they stopped.
4: Reporting in. Just heard a noise outside the first light room. I'm gonna go check it out.
1: Damn it, damn it, damn it.
7: Don't get your petticoat in a twist just yet, Steel. Looks like our burglar ought to burgle some better ears. He's walking away from us.
1: He's heading to that exhibit. Follow him.
4: Didn't find anything. Returning to group.
1: You hear that? He's going back. So? So we have to pick him off one by one. Don't we learn what we can from each one and then... Uh... Hang on. Something's not right here.
7: What the hell are they trying to steal, exactly?
1: I told you, I'm not because gonna- Because you need to come along, you
7: said. Well, now you're along. Sounds like we're in the room there, Robin.
1: And while you're wasting time, he's gonna get away. So tell me, Steele, What
7: are they stealing?
1: Sitting there in the dark, with Khan's hand on my shoulder, all I could think about was that this was our moment, and we were letting it pass us by. Because at the tail end of every failure case, there's always one moment you can look back at and say to yourself, I should have taken the shot. A single mistake- moment you can beat yourself up about for years thinking about how if you'd just done it, if you'd just jumped when the time came to jump, it all would've worked out in the end staring at that shadow in the doorway, I knew one thing I wasn't gonna let this be that moment
7: Steel, what what the hell are you doing Steel, get back here
1: I'm not gonna look back at this and wish I'd done something I thought and I was right Later, I'd look back and wish I hadn't done anything. Huh. All right, buddy, you're going to tell me what your gang is after, and you're going to tell me now.
7: Steel, he's reaching for something.
1: So I panicked.
7: Uh. A gun? Where the hell did he get a... When did you take my gun? God damn it, what now? Uh,
5: The alarm! Unless you want to wait.
1: Come on, we have to hide. We'll let the piranha clean up her own mess.
5: Well? You see anybody?
4: Hey there. No reason to get all excited. Looks like our party crasher just crashed. That voice.
7: Is that Mayor Pereira?
1: It was. The piranha, two goons, and Pilot Pereira. What the hell were they doing here? Why the hell would a crime boss on Pilot's level show up to their own heist... It didn't make sense. It didn't make any sense.
7: Oh, no. No way. No how. What? That fancy eye of yours make you soft in the cerebellum. Look at that gangster's face. She doesn't recognize that poor sucker you just knocked out?
5: Well, well. Just who the hell are you?
4: Looks like a museum security guard. And it sounds like he flipped quite the alarm.
5: Damn it. I thought you said you knew the patrol schedule.
4: Hey, Violet Pereira makes the trains run on time. But I never promised to make the guards do the same.
5: Alright. If that's how you want to play it, plan B. We'll have to blow our escape plan, but...
4: Leave the escape to me. Now. Show us how it's done.
5: Fine. Hey you, what's your name?
6: His name's Mike. He doesn't talk.
5: Good for him. Hold this comms, Mike. We're gonna take a home movie.
6: The
1: piranha stepped closer to the guard I'd stunned, and she pointed her gun right at his head. The piranha's flashlight caught his badge, and I saw his name, and I'd never unsee it again. Barton Pollock. Barton. Sounded like my brother's name, if you thought it fast enough, if your mind was spinning around it. Bart to his friends. Or Barty. Kids. Husband, wife, friends. I felt so sick that when Pilot stepped forward, hand up, I even let myself get hopeful for a second.
4: Hey, hey now. Let's not rush in without thinking, alright?
5: You said solve it my way, so I'm solving it my way. See? You have a
4: problem? I do, actually.
1: Maybe they've got a soul after all, I thought. Maybe this city isn't as bad off as I thought it was.
4: Your blaster's on stun. Better set it to kill. You can tell the difference on video.
1: That thought didn't last long.
5: Thanks, Mix Mayor. Start rolling, Mikey. Dear Museum of Colonized History, Security Force, HCPD Night Owls, Late Night Com Scanners, and all other busybodies, we know right about now all you got blasted with a hell of an alarm from this exhibit, and we know you'd probably like to do something about it. Well... Me and my associates invite you to consider a different option, see? We got about a half dozen hostages here. We was hoping to trade for clean getaway. But if any of you flash so much as a siren, well, we might just have to do something to those good citizens. Something like this.
1: No way, no way, no way, no way.
5: Your move, coppers. (laughs) We'll call again in 15 minutes. Cut the feed, Mikey. How's that for style?
4: Not bad. Just make sure I don't end up in frame.
5: I'm a professional, ain't I? Now let's go check on the hostages and our map.
1: I can't believe... I can't believe she killed him while he was out cold. Khan, what do we do? Captain?
7: Never should have listened to you. Damn it, god damn it, I knew I should have waited. I knew it. What? You don't know a thing about this heist, do you? You didn't know the guard. You didn't know Pereira was going to be here. You knew a little, sure enough to dupe me. This was all just another Juno
1: Steel lie, wasn't it? The heist was tonight. So what if I didn't know everything? You were just gonna sit back and let it happen. You
7: think that guards' kids care which one of us was right? I can't even blame you. I'm the one who listened. I'm the one you took the gun from. Damn it! I should have waited. Damn it! Con. Just shut up and give me my gun. Okay. We rushed in. That's the problem. And now we're here. It's not going to happen again, Steel. You hear me? From here, we do it the way we always should have. Slow. And nobody dies anymore. You hear me? Slow,
1: but Captain. Khan grabbed me by the coat and pulled me so close I could smell the pasta on his breath. And see his eyes twitching wild. Scared. We do this by the book, and the book says nobody dies. Khan was in the kind of mood right then that you don't argue with, so I didn't. Didn't tell him what I thought, that I had no idea what book he was talking about, but any book that tells you nobody's going to die is lying. Because you can romanticize the past all you want. Put it in a nice case with a tasteful little plaque next to it, but the fact is that the Book of Time is written in blood. Elections, colonization, police work. You don't get the fancy statues and the pretty maps without dropping a few bodies along the way. Which isn't to say those people deserve to die or that their killers deserve to live, just that history is only written by those who live long enough to write it. Barton Pollock didn't deserve to die. Yasmin Swift didn't deserve to die. I can't even swallow the idea that the Proctor deserved to die, not while there was a way around it. But the fact was that they were dead and I was alive, and that had been the price to get to this moment. For now. I was sure it would cost more before we were done. It always did. The best I could hope to do was make sure the right person footed the bill. Even if that meant paying up myself.
0: If you've enjoyed this tale, please consider donating to the Penumbra on Patreon. Our artists work tirelessly to bring you these stories, and if you have the means, we hope you will support our efforts. Every dollar helps. You can find that page at patreon.com slash podcast If you support us on Patreon at a $10 level or higher, you will receive access to commentary tracks like this one from actors Kate Jones, Avi Meehan, and Joshua Elon, and co-creator Sophie Kaner.
5: Well, I also think that I'm sure Joshua and Kate can um, relate to... themselves. (laughs)
6: Themselves. <laughs> what? I have no
3: idea what you're talking about.
6: <laughs> oh, can I see one more thing? Yeah. Can I see one more thing? See, two. Say three. I think another thing that was really exciting was um, I'm a non-binary Hume, and getting the opportunity to play a non-binary character was so gosh dang exciting for me. Aww. Just because it's sort of like, all right, you're small, you kind of, you're just a girl, and I'm like.
0: You can also support the Penumbra by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter at the Penumbra Pod, following us on Tumblr at the Penumbra Podcast, telling your friends about us, telling your friends to tell their friends about us, and especially by rating and reviewing our podcast on iTunes. Every rating, comment, and kind word spreads our stories further and inspires us to keep creating more and better tales to come. We would like to give special thanks to all who support us on Patreon, but especially to Francie Liana, Charlie Spiegel, Minchowski, Linnae Herman, Jamie Gunter, and the Princess and the Scrivener for their incredibly generous contributions per episode. Thank you. This tale, Juno Steele and the Stolen City, was told by the following people. Joshua Elon as Juno Steele, Elliot Sicard as Captain Omar Khan, Avi Mian as Lieutenant Lou, Simon Moody as Mayor Pilot Pereira, Sophie Kaner as the Piranha, Matthew Zanzinger as Ramses O'Flaherty, and Kate Jones as Noor Khan. On staff at the Penumbra, Kevin Vibert is our lead writer and recording engineer. Sophie Kaner is our director and sound designer. Graham Turner is our script editor. Noah Simes is our production manager. Alice Chung is our designer and financial manager. Original music by Ryan Vibert, promotional art by Michaela Buckley. The Penumbra is created and produced by Sophie Kaner and Kevin Vibert. I'm afraid this is the end of the line for today, dear traveler. We hope you will ride with the Penumbra again soon.